Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. Hindsight with God, you understand, but yeah, in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's Word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast His love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus, living life on purpose for Him. Our life has meaning and purpose because of Jesus. He gives us the energy and the ability to do what we get to do today. He gives us the breath in our lungs today. He gives us internet connection. (laughs) (laughs) to be able to talk over Zoom with Tori Petrie. She's a freelance reporter and social media marketer. And girl, I love you. We went to college together. Go Gators. How's it going? Oh my gosh, Go Gators. It is so fun to be talking to you again. I love this. Um, Thank you so much for thinking to have me on. Yes. Well, I wanted to have you on for a while. God didn't say like, okay, right now ask. You know, it was just like, (laughs) I was following you on Instagram and liking everything. It just didn't like come up to my mind. And then all of a sudden I'm like, my girl, Tori. Okay. So can I brag on you for two minutes? Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 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 So in college, just imagine this for you. Who's listening, picture this Tori is in college. She's probably 20 years old, maybe 19. She is in the O'Connell center, which we call the O'Connell center, the O-Dome. She is reporting on whatever game is happening that night. It's a long script, okay? It's like a three to four minute live report. She's got her microphone in her hand. No notes, y'all. She had a camera in front of her, no teleprompter. The anchor tosses it out to Tori. Tori takes it and starts this live report. Y'all, her script was in our teleprompter that we saw in the newsroom, but she had no ability to see that. She was reporting almost word for word in the most conversational tone that you all can imagine for three to four minutes about some sports game. And I'm like, how does she even understand what, what is going on? Like this conversation is something that's so above my head, but you just kept going. It was incredible. How oh my did- gosh, that's so funny. I don't even know. I, I, I don't know the particular occurrence that you're referring to, but I did do a lot of gymnastics reporting. So I'm guessing 
that's what I was doing at the Odome was probably gymnastics. I mean, it was um, awesome. But that's so funny that that stuck out to you. You know what? The the thing that made me good at memorization is, you know, since this is a faith-based podcast, right? Um, when I was growing up, like first through sixth grade, I did this thing at church called junior Bible quiz. And mm-hmm. it's essentially like academic team, but it's about the Bible. And it's like, you have questions and answers and you have to memorize the questions and you have to memorize the answers and you have like a little buzzer. And when like the quiz master reads the question, you buzz in, you finish the question and then you give the answer. So, you know, I spent years and years like memorizing those questions and answers and like, you know, we were pretty good. We like competed at nationals and everything. So like that is what made me good at memorization was was studying Bible verses and, and Bible trivia essentially. Okay. Can you like do a mock version of it with us? I mean, how would it go? Like how would you memorize scripture? Like here, here I am like talking about my memorization skills and now I'm like, okay, I'm on the spot. I have to think of like a question. Okay. okay. It would be essentially something that would be, um, like what are the fruits of the spirit? And then you'd have to like give the fruits of the spirit, but you would buzz in on like the quiz master saying like, what are the and then you would say, okay, I know it's an F sound. So that's probably this question. And so, you know, cause you'd, you'd memorize the unique starts to all the questions. So yes. if it, what are the fruits of the spirit? You'd buzz in, in the middle of the word fruits, the quiz master would stop. They'd call on your number and then you'd finish the question. You'd say, what are the fruits of the spirit? You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, happiness, gentleness, self-control. Um, wow. So then you'd, you'd answer it like that. And so some of the questions were just like, answer questions. So you could answer them out of order and it would be fine. But some of them were called quotation questions. And if you buzzed in, you had to not only complete the question, but you had to give the answer word for word. And those were all like direct quotes from the Bible. So like, you know, if you're giving a, a scripture, if the answer was a scripture, you could not mess up one single word of it or else you would get the question wrong and, you know, lose the points. Wow. Um, But so you had to like memorize it, but it was like so good for me because like, at such a young age, I was hiding so much scripture in my heart. And like, it was in the form of like a hobby, like a competition. Yeah. Um, but you know, years later, I still have all of the, those like scriptures and those verses that I'm like, the, you know, for years and years, I memorized them. Um, That's beautiful. So yeah, I, I really do think that helped me in reporting too, though, because mm-hmm. it, it made me good at memorizing things. Oh, absolutely. So for you all who's listening after, and Tori doesn't know this, I don't know if I ever shared it with you, but after you got done with the report, one of the teachers in the room, it could have been our news director. I don't, I don't remember who it was, but it was an adult, you know, somebody who worked for the university. They said, does she have a teleprompter? And <laughs> someone in the room was like, no, she just said that. She just <laughs> said that. That's so funny. Oh and the God. room was silent. Like in that moment, Tori, I want you to know, I knew that you were anointed. I knew that you were gifted by God to do this. Like I knew it. It was like one of those things where it was, have you ever seen a basketball player? I don't, let's just say Michael Jordan do a slam dunk. And you're like, yeah, he's gifted to do that. He's supposed to be doing that. He's supposed to be putting that ball into that hoop and winning games. Like that's his gifting. He's supposed to be doing that. You slam dunked that live shot at 19 years old. And it was amazing, Tori. Thank you. Wow. No, I never knew that side of it. So thank you for that. That's so encouraging to me. I appreciate that. I wish I would have told you earlier. It was one of those things that I've always held back in my head because I'm like that to me, that's the picture of a gifting. I'm like, remember when Tori did that live report and she said all those words that I 
had no idea what she was talking about, but it was like flawless and looked amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I love that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing that. Oh yeah. My pleasure. And I say that for the person listening, if you have an experience in your life where you just get it, where God has given you that ability to be able to do that. I mean, this is going back to your childhood, Tori, of you studying the Bible and you saying these verses and an academic team about the Bible where you were memorizing things that mattered, you know, the scriptures. And so you just have continued to go in that. So that brings me to the Detroit lions. I am so excited for you to share what you've done with them because it was so cool to watch you shine and to watch you report and to use your gifting to just love on that community and also be a broadcaster. So tell us a little bit about what you did with the Detroit lions. Well, first of all, I love the points that you made about like, if you have something that you like, you know, that you're like gifted at. And I think that that is like so important for believers to remember is that like your gifting doesn't have to look like a certain, you know, ministry skill set. You don't have to be really good at leading a Bible study and you don't have to be like really good at preaching or something like that. Like your gifting can be walking in something that you just like are very good at and have been blessed to, you know, be able to excel at. And, and that can look so many different ways because like, if you think about it, if every believer was like, I'm going to become a preacher, then where would the believers be in, you know, welding or where would the believers be in, you know, the service industry, like waiting tables, things like that. Like all of those industries need believers and like whatever your like gifting is like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's great to walk in that. So yeah, I love that point that you made. Um, but yeah, so for seven years, I was the team reporter for the Detroit lions, which meant that I was their sideline reporter. I was um, their, you know, website content reporter. So whether it was sit down interviews or hosting from, um, an anchor desk or hosting live shows or giving analysis or, you know, being sidelines at a game, all kinds of different like facets of reporting, basically being like a utility reporter. Um, I was, the, I was the in-house reporter for the lions. So I hosted their TV shows. I sideline reported for preseason games. Um, and then I created content for the team website. So it looked different every single day, um, but it was an amazing seven years in Detroit. And I did that pretty much just after graduating from UF. I moved up to Detroit to do that. And I did it for seven years. And then last year I left that job to pursue other opportunities. Um, and, you know, I'm so grateful for those seven years that I had in Detroit. I, I just learned so much and grew so much as a reporter and as a person. Yep. Yeah. You were really good at it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. Not here to just toot your horn, but <laughs> I just want you to know that you were really good at it. It was really cool to see you do what God has called you to do and to do it so confidently because in Leviticus, it says that as believers, we're supposed to walk with our heads held high. You know, we're not supposed to be hiding under a rock. We're supposed to go out there and do what God has called us to do. And your story to me is the picture of doing that because And I don't know if you agree with this, but as a former broadcaster, I can tell you being on camera is the most humbling thing that you can do because everything you do is out there. You know, it's like, oh, well, I have a pimple. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Um, And, you know, even just the atmosphere of working in sports is, is a lot, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it's a lot of 
long hours of working holidays of, you know, things like that. And so, you know, it's a, it's a very high pressure field to work in. Um, and I absolutely felt like that was where my calling was like being in that full time was where my calling was for Mm -hmm. the longest time. And then, you know, as over the last like couple of years, you know, the Lord just kind of like started to put a shift in my heart of like, okay, you know, you know, maybe this particular role isn't where I'm supposed to be anymore. Um, maybe it looks a little bit different. And so, you know, I've still kind of been walking through the process of what that looks like. Um, but you know, it, it's, you know, just a testament to being able to like be in tune with the Lord and listen to like where he's leading. Right. And that brings me to my next question, which is what we talk about with every guest about what is God doing in your life right now? How is he using you? And what is he like, where is he called you to now? Because our calling, and I say that, and I, I just think I should explain this for the person listening. Our calling is our identity. Our identity is in Christ. We are a child of God and we are his. And so as we are living this life with our identity as Jesus being our identity, we are able to do really cool things with the gifts and talents that he's given us. And so we're walking with God as we do whatever job he's assigned us to do, or as we, you know, parent or, I don't know, substitute teach or whatever the thing is that God has called you to, you know, it doesn't matter what your job title is. He's called you to do that with him for his glory, you know? So what is God doing in your life right now? Yeah, I, I definitely have seen like the Lord kind of like shift that as like seasons of my life have changed. Like it's still my calling, but it Mm -hmm. just like looks different now. Yeah. Um, so like I kind of said, I just kind of felt the pool to make, um, a leap of faith last year when I left the job with the lions, I really wasn't even sure what I was going to do next. I just knew it was time for change. And anybody who's been through that kind of season, like knows exactly what that feeling is, where you're just like, I'm not really sure what change needs to happen, but I just feel like this pull towards it's time for change. Um, and so I made that difficult decision to leave like pretty much the only job I'd ever known. Um, you know, since I started working in that job so soon out of college, I left that job and was like, you know what, I'm going to make a leap of faith. I'm going to move to a different city. I'm going to, you know, try my hand at some different things. And, you know, my involvement in sports for, for this season, at least will be in a freelance capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that shift of like where my calling is, has changed a lot. And so now what I do is basically I work mostly in social media marketing and, you know, I help, you know, businesses succeed by having social media strategy and knowing the ins and outs of, of social media. And it doesn't look like really running like a huge brand account, like a, you know, a a, a big brand that everybody would recognize. It's more so like small businesses and helping them, you know, figure out the social media aspect of things so that they can focus on their actual business and doing what their business does well. Um, and I found like so much fulfillment in being able to do that. And then on top of that, being, being in Charlotte has really led me to some cool opportunities to be able to still use, um, that skill set that I have from reporting. Yes. And- it's been yes. so fun to see how like God has like made that come into play into like where he wants to use me and like the ministry that I'm in right now. And so I kind of joined, I've moved to Charlotte, not a whole lot of reasons, even why I moved to Charlotte. I just was like, I'm just going to do it. Um, 
And so I ended up at uh, Elevation Church, which like if you are a regular church attendant attender, you probably have sung Elevation songs. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't already know who Elevation is, but they're based here in Charlotte. And so, you know, my first couple of weeks here, I was not really thinking that I would end up at um, Elevation, but I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go like, I bet it'll be like fun to go. Right few times. And I ended up just, that was where I got plugged in and landed with the online team and being a church that like has such a huge online focus has been so cool for me because for years, you know, I was, my job was to help sports fans feel more connected to their team through my online presence. Mm -hmm. And now I get to be part of the online team at church and um, host our uh, pre-experiences, our pre-worship experiences on Sundays um, and, you know, kind of help people feel more connected to their church through the online platform. So how cool is that? Connecting sports fans to their team to like connecting like church goers to their church. Um, Who knew that that skill set would translate or that that would be something that would, you know, be part of my journey. And I'm like, so, so grateful to elevation for letting me be part of that. Um, like, I'm not saying that it's like off of my own merit or anything, just like so lucky to have landed at a church that has that focus and that would be open to letting me be part of that focus. I just, it's really cool. Yes. And amen. Awesome. I mean, talk about fulfillment here because for the person listening, like, and I don't know, I would, I just would love to know your energy behind what you do, um, with elevation, because I don't, something just came to my brain that you had the same energy on the football field that you do for the church. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, you, you know, this because we went to school together. We did all the same, like training to be broadcasters, that kind of thing. So, you know, you're so focused on like your skill set and like, am I doing this live shot? Right. Am I, you know, is my delivery, right. Is my cadence of my speaking, right. And that kind of thing. And so you're, you know, you put so much into your craft and asking the right questions and asking them in the right way and things like that. And so it's not really a skill set people think like is relevant to church at all. Right. Um, and then to kind of stumble into this situation, I, well, I say stumble, I do believe it was like spirit led, um, mm. but, you know, for the spirit to lead me into this situation where it's like, oh, that skill set actually translates exactly to a thing that, you know, you can do to better the church and right. you not, not every church has an online platform like that, but to land me in a city that does have an online platform like that and mm. to be able to connect more people to church because of the online presence that is there. Like, sure. If you live in a city and your sports team plays in that city, like go to a game, if you can, like you'll have an amazing time and you know, you'll feel more connected to other fans and things because you're able to watch it there in person. But like, not everybody lives in that city and not everybody has the ability to go to that game. And the same goes for church. So being able to bring those people who maybe live in different countries because you know, Elevation has this amazing presence all over the world. Like right. one day, one 
one in our pre-experience show, I interviewed someone that's part of our EFAM in Egypt, which is just so cool that, you know, it reaches that far. It's using that skill set that, you know, you and I trained in for, for so long at, at Florida, but using it in an even more meaningful way. Like it's not just about sports anymore. It's about like bringing people into the church and making them feel welcome. Like this is their place to really prepare their hearts for the sermon and prepare their hearts for, um, you know, what, what is to come in the service and the worship experience, but also to make them feel welcome and, and excited about church that morning. And it's kind of the same vibe as like a pregame show. I love that because God has still called you to it. You know what I mean? Like for you, who's listening, it doesn't matter if it's Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, like Jesus is still with you. And that it's just amazing. Just thank you for sharing that because that is so encouraging for us listening because you think whatever your position is, God has still called you. God has still gifted you and you can still use those same gifts and talents wherever he has you spirit led. That is beautiful. The question we ask every guest is what Bible verse is encouraging you in the season. And I would love to know your answer to that very scripted question. But <laughs> the reason why we do that is because God's word is so foundational for our day and our life. And just like the beginning of this conversation about you were on an academic team that talked about the Bible, like you were sharing scriptures that has carried through to your broadcasting career, memorizing words for sports teams, you know? So what Bible verse is encouraging you, Tori? So it's this verse that has come up several times in sermons recently at Elevation. Um, so it just like has really been resonating lately. And we've kind of been focused on this concept of, of, but God and how, you know, anything that comes before in that sentence is negated by the, but God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that can be found all throughout scripture. There's so many times where we see that phrase, like, but God did this. Um, and we've reviewed it like a couple different places in scripture. Um, and you know, if you, if you're a church goer, I'm sure you've like heard that term before. Uh, but I just really love, uh, this verse in Genesis 50, 20, and it says you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives. Amen. So maybe you've experienced some harm and maybe it hasn't even been harm. Maybe it's just been a uh, disappointment. Something hasn't turned out the way that you thought it would, or maybe things are just stressful right now. You're going through a season where there's just like a lot going on and you know, you, you just feel like overwhelmed. And then there's that comma and it's not a pause. It's not an, it, it's a pause. It's not an end to whatever came before it. It's not saying like you intended to harm me period. That's, that's, that's that you intended to harm me and there was harm done or there was stress or there was overwhelm or whatever it may be, but God stepped in and he made his mark on it and he turned the situation how he wanted it to go. Mm, so amazing. no matter how something is going and you know, you maybe not may not be able to see the end result or see where it's headed. God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So you really just never know how something is going to turn out. Um, so I, I think that that verse has just been 
so encouraging. There's always a way that God is working it for good. And that's Romans 8, 28, one of my favorite verses as well. Um, But, you know, just knowing that God can use any situation and he can work it for good and he can not only work it for good, but he can save lives with it. So no matter what you're going through, knowing that God could step in at any moment and, you know, turn something around and that he's working it at at all times um, for our good. He can, because he can, he can, he can, he can. Like he is good and he does good. And man, that is so encouraging to me. The Genesis 50 verse, do you mind reading that one more time, please? Genesis 50 verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And I'll steal this from Pastor Stephen Furtick. This is, you know, something that he's used. Um, And obviously, you know, scripture wasn't written in English. So we have this kind of um, play on words that maybe wasn't in the original scripture, but I think it's still true to the concept. Um, And, and I really love it. So you intended to harm me. He took the word harm and he puts it up on the screen. It's like, okay, what do you see here? You see harm, you see negative. And then he adds three letters on the end. He adds O N Y and it turns into harmony. Mm-hmm. And he did this whole illustration with like the keyboard. And he's like, you play these two notes together and they don't sound good, but like God can play this note and then play this one and turn it into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just that concept, like that visual representation of like, okay, this is what it looks like for like God to turn something into good, um, to turn harm into harmony was like, just so impactful. I loved that. This conversation is crushing me, Tori, like in the best way (laughs) for you. Who's listening. If you were listening to Tori say comma, but God harm is in your life comma, but God, God can do anything. Believe that today. He can do anything. Like he is all knowing, all powerful, he is God, you know, like he breathed this earth into existence. Yeah. And this, you know, that verse is in the context of the story of Joseph and, you know, how so many parts of Joseph's life was just awful, right? Like his brothers betrayed him. He got thrown into jail for something he didn't do. The guy who, you know, he helped save forgot about him for years and just left him in jail. And then God ended up turning it into, you know, something beautiful where he saved many lives because he saved Egypt from a drought. And, you know, that, that, that was just so incredible of like all these things that just seemed like really crappy situations. And then, you know, another one of the, but gods we looked at was in acts, I believe it was in acts three 15. And it talks about, you know, about Jesus and how they intended to kill the author of life, but God, mm-hmm. um, and you know, th- these things that just seemed absolutely hopeless turned out to be some of the like most incredible stories that we still tell today. Don't lose hope. Like the other day we were driving and my son saw a rainbow and he's like, mommy, rainbow, mommy, rainbow. And when I saw it, I'm like, there's our hope. Like God is not going to flood the earth again. Like there is our hope. Like, thank you God for, for reminding me of hope through a rainbow. You know, like we get eternity with you as believers. We get hope. And I shared this with you earlier and I've shared it on the podcast, but my dad passed away in January. I get to see my dad again. I have hope. Like I don't grieve over my dad because I'll never see him again. I get to see my dad again. And I know that from God's word. So like 
thank you, God, for hope. Thank you, God, for your word that takes something that is hard and harmful and maybe really hurt your feelings or like really hurt you or, you know, whoever, but God is going to do what he wants for his good. And he's going to save many lives in the process. I am trusting God to do that in the person's life right now. Who's listening to this. Like I am trusting, but God for you. Amen. Amen to that. And if you want like more encouragement on that and you want it to be said much more eloquently than I can go back and, um, watch some of the sermons from pastor Steven this summer. There's some really great ones on, um, elevations, YouTube. Okay. I will. It's so cool. Cause that's like what you're doing. So it's like, we're supporting Tori in the process. Come on y'all <laughs> tune in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you want to join us for church live, that happens at nine 20 and eleven twenty uh, Eastern time. And we have our whole like pre-experience show. It's 10 minutes where we just kind of talk about what's going on at elevation, get you ready for worship, tell you everything you need to know, set the tone. And then, you know, the worship experience starts at nine 30 and 1130. Um, awesome. There's a couple more rebroadcast times as well. Uh, but those are like the two, the two big ones on Sunday mornings. So, okay. Um, I would love for you guys to join us for church. Be part of our e-fam. I mean, this church is huge, girl. I've already <laughs> like watched online multiple times. <laughs> like, This is like it. a I big deal. It. So where do we see you? Like, how can we tune into some Tori? How can we support you, watch you celebrate Jesus with you? Well, I'd love first off, if you guys joined us for the pre-experience at Elevation, but also you can follow me on social media. Um, at sports Tori, my name ends with an I. So the word sports and then my name T O R I. And so you can find me there. And I post a lot about travel and tips on things to do in different cities, but you know, also about church and about what's going on there and, and, you know, what God's doing. So a little bit of everything all across the board. Um, but I do, I do love being able to share that on social media and make friends there. So come say hi. Yes, for sure. When you had that handle in college. Okay. So whoever's (laughs) listening and you're young, this was 10 years ago and you had the sports (laughs) Tory handle. If you write it out and you see it, it looks like sport story, like sports (laughs) Tory. It makes so much sense. It makes two different words. Like it It does pet smart or pet smart. It's like same concept. (laughs) That was like back at like the beginning of Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of thing. We had to grab up those names and we were doing it. (laughs) Are we aging ourselves right now? We're definitely aging ourselves. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, I just so appreciate your time, Tori. And you are a rock star live reporter sister. Like if you're live, like I'm watching, I love it. It's so good. You think, oh, that's pre-recorded. Oh no, that's live. That's Tori Petrie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I love you. You're great. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you so much, Tori. At the end of every podcast, we always pray. So join us in prayer. Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. 
Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>